MMA fighters are some of the most in-shape people on the entire planet. His heart rate maxes out at 167 beats per minute. Very low. The point at which he starts to develop lactic acid and fatigue is on par with elite endurance athletes. They're like little superheroes just walking around your city. I've always been inspired by Naruto's policy of always get back up, never give up, and always finish what you start. But getting into such extreme shape sometimes leads fighters to do some pretty extreme things with some pretty extreme consequences. But, but dude, you know, my dick didn't work in the morning. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point. A huge thank you to the biggest channel supporters in our Hall of Famers. And this is 10 Insane Lengths Fighters Have Gone To getting in shape. Number 10, Ronda Rousey. One of the biggest challenges of getting in and staying in fight shape is food, because a lot of times food that tastes good isn't good for you. Good for you, man. Good for you, good for you. One of the potential solutions to that problem is eating less, but that can be a really tricky thing when you're also a professional fighter who is burning ridiculous amounts of energy every single day. Ronda Rousey found an interesting solution during her active fight career. With the help of Dr. Chad Waterbury, Rousey went on a pretty crazy meal plan that according to her was a combination of the paleo diet, which means you eat shit that only was available to cavemen, not cool. And the warrior diet, which is where you don't eat for really long periods of time and then you stuff your face in a four hour window. The result was Rhonda eating a single meal a day in the late evening and only having carbs every other day. Beyond that and making sure she stuck to caveman food, she didn't count calories, but just ate until she was full. She did enjoy some coffee every morning, though, so I guess there's that. The Rousey diet clearly worked, and Ronda armbarred a whole bunch of people. Number 9. Marius Puchanowski. From eating hardly anything to eating absolutely everything. Even if you're not familiar with KSW heavyweight Marius Puchanowski for his fighting, you might know him from the World of Strongmen, where he earned five World's Strongest Man titles, which is the most in history. But going from a 313-pound powerlifter to a 256-pound fighter with now 27 pro bouts was not an easy task. In fact, Poodzilla told Ariel Helwani that it took eight years for him to condition his body to compete in the sport. Uh, MMA is different sport uh, than strongman. Uh, I must everything change. Saying that initially he couldn't even stand for a full five minutes. One aspect of his regimen that he has not changed, though, is that he has been gifted with the genetics to eat whatever the fuck he wants and still remain his ridiculous size and strength. Now, I know, I know, the man's probably taking creep or, you know, a couple other things, maybe some stuff. For what? I don't know. Substances. Possibly. Yeah. But listen, lots of guys are on gear, and they cannot eat what this dude does and look like him. The man must have the metabolism of a runaway freight train. Marius has claimed to eat 30 bars of chocolate, two cartons of milk, five pounds of, of uh, ice creams in, the, in bed. I, I eat whenever I want, uh, whatever I want, whenever I want, and I always have this, like, beautiful... Uh, muscles on my body. Probably exaggerating there a bit or joking, but he has talked about what he was eating as a strongman, and he would have three pounds of bacon, three full-size Snicker bars, and ten eggs for breakfast. So I tend to believe him. He's like Kirby if Kirby was jacked out of his mind. Oh, and did I mention that he's 46 now? Whatever is going on with this absolute freak, there is no denying that his extreme diet must be contributing in some way. Number eight, Alex Hernandez. When we think of weight cuts, we think of the grueling dehydration process that takes place on 
on fight week. But if you're going down a weight class, the process is a lot longer and a lot more extreme. Take a fighter like Alex Hernandez, who is jacked the fuck up at 155 and was making a move down to featherweight to fight Billy Q. With a shift like that, you don't want to lose the muscle on the way down. You're trying to get into that optimal shape and not sacrifice strength and speed, getting rid of any excess that you can't. The solution was an extreme nutritional regimen that Alex would not go into the details on, but he did explain that it was created by professionals and that it did not involve eating very much food at all. A side effect of dropping the weight was temporary erectile dysfunction. But I was super locked in. But, but dude, you know, my dick didn't work in the mornings, you know, like, like nothing, nothing was up. I was like, I mean, I was, I was pure. I mean, I, I was just gender X. He was going so hard, he couldn't get hard. Even worse, the move down was all for naught, as Quarantillo would earn a TKO win in the second round, and Alex would move back up to lightweight his next bout. So you want to be an ultimate fighter, am I right, Goldie? <laughs> Number seven, John Jones. Obvious jokes aside about PEDs or donuts. You wanted to be a police officer. I did, right? I sure did, I yeah. Have you ever thought about just what it would take for John Jones to get to heavyweight like he did? From the 205 pounds champion to prior to the bout with Gon, 267 pounds of mass. In fact, at that point he had to lose some weight because he said he felt too bloated. And all of this over the course of a two year regimen. Juice or no juice, that is not an easy task for a peak athlete in their mid thirties who is training constantly. Jones naturally has a long skinny frame too. And so it wouldn't be as simple as, you know, adding in a few protein shakes. The secret juice. The solution, well, part of the solution, was 5,000 calories a day for two years to ensure that he was in a surplus on top of heavy weights. And the thing is, I'm sure he wasn't eating like absolute dog shit the way most people would that are consuming 5K calories a day. Good food doesn't always have a ton of calories. A whole container of raw spinach is like 15 calories, I swear to God. And clearly this was all functional weight. He made Gon look like he didn't make the Contender Series cut. However he pulled it off, it's an insane transformation in a relatively short time. Number six, Junior Dos Santos. I gotta tell you, if I beat Cain Velasquez the way that Junior Dos Santos did in their first encounter, headshot dead in just over a minute, I would have absolutely barely trained for the rematch. I would have gone full Rocky 3, just no work at all. You're just a jealous, lazy, I'm too famous, I'm too good, I'm no longer hungry, and that is why I will never be a UFC champion. My <laughs> god, that's oh impressive. JDS knew better, and he knew that Kane would come back stronger than ever, and boy oh boy did he, absolutely smashing Dos Santos in their heavyweight title fight rematch. But it turns out that Junior might have been just a bit overprepared, to his detriment in fact. No! After three full months of training for six hours every single day, Dos Santos developed a nasty condition known as rhabdomyolysis or as the cool kids call it, rhabdo. According to the CDC, it's when your muscle tissue tears down so bad that it gets absorbed into your bloodstream and can 50-44 your kidneys and heart. Not exactly ideal heading into a world title fight, and Dos Santos cites his rhabdo as reason for his poor performance. Number five, Brandon Davis. Now, Mr. Davis was included on a list about insane claims, and those very same stories about his training regimen have to appear on this list as well, because if they are true, they are absolutely extreme. 
We talked about Alex Hernandez's impotence cutting down a weight class, and we talked about JDS getting rhabdo from training for five hours a day. Brandon makes both of those guys look like lazy bones. According to Killer B, in order to drop down from 145 to the UFC's bantamweight division, he gave up drinking, probably a good idea, and started running 20 miles every single day. It gets better though. Not only was he running 20 miles, but he was doing so at a seven and a half minute rate, which is certainly cooking for a 20 mile run. It still gets better though, because in addition to the two and a half hours of running every single day, Davis was also training four and a half hours every day for MMA with no days off. Now, last time I talked about this insane routine, some of you acted like it wasn't that crazy that the guy was running 140 miles a week, which is like the upper tier amount for professional marathon trainers and at a pace that would be absolutely grueling for that long on top of full-time MMA training with no days off. Personally, I still don't believe any of this, but if it is true, it does belong on this list. Number four, Mickey Gall. If you recall, Diego Sanchez absolutely beat the brakes off Mickey Gall when they fought back in 2019, even though the CM Punk Destroyer was a two and a half to one favorite. The surprisingly bad performance probably had something to do with the kidney failure that Gall was suffering during the fight. Yeah, I'm guessing that might affect you in some ways. Turns out, just like our good buddy JDS, Mickey was overtraining in the lead up to the bout and had put his body into rhabdo. Unlike Dos Santos, however, who was diagnosed and recovering, Mickey had no idea and went about his weight cut on fight week as normal. Well, as it turns out, rhabdo can get a lot worse if you're dehydrated, as in, you know, cutting weight for a UFC bout. Mickey claims camp went well and so did the cut, minus him passing out, of course. <laughs> But he figured, hey, people pass out sometimes, it's probably nothing. And then as he walked to the cage and began to feel what he called phantom pains around his body, Gall still shrugged everything off. Probably just the wind, right? It was only after old man Sanchez took him to church that Mickey talked to a doc and found out his kidneys were failing. The second worst result of rhabdo. The first worst result being death. I am in a pickle. Gall recovered luckily and hopefully never overtrains like that again. Number three, Jared Cannonier. Two years before he would start fighting for professionally, Jared Cannonier, a current middleweight contender in the UFC, weighed over 300 pounds. Through hard training in the sport, though, by the time he made his UFC debut, he was down to 235, which is already impressive enough to probably make this list. But of course, it gets better. The man was still working a full-time job while fighting, and so he couldn't exactly afford a nutritionist, but he knew that heavyweight was not where he belonged because of his height and reach, so he busted his ass on the cardio each morning at 3.30 a.m. before heading to the gym to train to get himself down to light heavyweight a year later. Even still, though, at the smaller weight class, he was struggling and was undersized. That is when Cannoneer turned to his wife, who also trains, and together they came up with a meal plan. Steaks, potatoes, and rice were out. Fruit, avocado, salmon, and broccoli were in. And over the course of 168 days, Jared would turn into the cut-up middleweight destroyer we know and love today. Over 100 pounds lost over the course of his fight career, an impressive feat that had to take some extreme discipline. Number two, Mark Munoz. Okay, so you know that whole years-long journey that Cannoneer went on that I just described? Mark Munoz did nearly the same thing in like half a year. But of course, he had to get himself into a bad spot in the first place. And so let's start with the sad stuff. After an absolutely brutal loss to Chris Weidman that resulted in a concussion, a loss of a title shot, and a broken foot, Mark Munoz, unable to train, fell into a deep depression and began eating to cope. And that's that was the tailspin I was talking about. Yeah. Um, kind of went in depression and <laughs> I ate because I was sad and I was sad because I ate, you yeah. know, and that's 
that's, that was the thing. You know, I think adversity is a dust that polishes a diamond. The middleweight would balloon to over 260 pounds. Spiraling out of control, Mark would be inspired to get back on it by his son who wanted to pursue wrestling collegiately and was hoping his dad could help him train. Munoz went hard as fuck for five straight months, eating a super clean paleo diet. Hey, thanks, Rhonda. Oh, hi, Mark. And working out for five hours every single day. You know, simple plan, right? In the short span of those five months, Munoz would drop all the way back down to under 200 pounds. Almost a year to the day after the devastating loss to Weidman, Munoz would take on Tim Bosch and score a UD victory. All he needed to do was eat perfectly and train nearly all day long for five straight months. Super easy. Number one, Kay Hansen. Now, while a lot of what I've talked about so far has been tongue-in-cheek, we're about to touch on a very real problem in the MMA community that does not get discussed often enough, and that is fighters developing or worsening eating disorders through their yo-yo diets and the need to keep around their fight weight while training full-time. When Kay Hansen dropped out of her bout with Cheyenne Velismus in 2021, it was because her health was rapidly declining due to her struggle with anorexia. I just wasn't eating uh, anything, but also training super hard two to three times a day. Like, I had to relearn to, like, how to eat. I got to the point where I was convinced that like I didn't need to eat and eating would make me, you know, blow up and be big and it, I'd miss weight and like, you know, and I never had a problem making weight. So I don't know why that was, you know, a fear in my head, but you know what I mean? I'm an athlete. I need fuel for my body and I never looked at it that way. And while there is a lot more to her story and I encourage you to read her words on MMA fighting about her struggles, she is absolutely not the only fighter that has openly discussed this issue. Paul Felder talked openly about the eating disorder and unhealthy relationship he had with food during his career. Because I would cut so much weight that then when I was able to eat, I would eat everything. Would you go as that far to say it was actually a disorder that you had in your life? 100%. I couldn't have it for months and months and months, so then when I got it, I just wanted to I wanted to have it all. Paige Van Zandt has discussed how her weight cuts led to her developing an eating disorder. And as much as everyone jokes about Patty Pimblett, he too has said that he has developed an unhealthy relationship with food as a result of his yo-yoing back and forth. I genuinely think I'm a food addict. Me too. I think I've got a bit of an eating disorder because of, because of MMA. The weight cuts, dieting and all that. I really genuinely think I've had a bit of an eating disorder. I just will see it later. If there's food in there, you'll just be like, she's still eating. People like when they go and eat with me, they're like visibly shocked at how much I can eat. It's probably a topic for a full-length essay at some point, but I feel like it was definitely worth highlighting here at the top spot on our list. I gotta give a massive thank you to the editor of this video, Luke Taylor. The guy is pretty much my hero. Please follow him on social media. I have no doubt he would appreciate it. An even bigger thank you, though, goes to our wonderful channel champion. If you love On Point and want even more exclusive content or want to have a voice in the creation process for our videos, consider becoming a member by clicking the join button below the video. Totally optional, of course, but if you could like and subscribe, I know that would help me out a ton. What do you think about fighters putting their health on the line to get into the shape they need? Sound off in the comments. I always love a good discussion. Thanks so much for watching, guys. I will catch you all a bit later.